come on a journey with a cinephile. Wake up, sucker. We're thieves and we're bad guys. That's exactly what we are. listeners to a bonus episode of journey with a cinephile a horror movie podcast as always i am your tour guide of david garrett jr and i am being joined by his beautiful wonderful perfect wife jamie yes i am that (laughs) is all true i am not being forced to say any of that you didn't say it i did (laughs) So, we decided that last minute here is that Jamie wanted to watch a movie f- during the Halloween month with me, and we actually watched The Tunnel previously in the last week, but we hadn't done one of these type of shows in a while, so we decided to go ahead and, because you've only ever seen this the remake of the movie that we're going to be covering, is that correct? Correct. Okay. So, what we ended up trying to do, since she's never seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street, we are going to check that out, and then we're also going to compare it to the remake to kind of see what Jamie likes about both, dislikes about both, you know, all that jazz that we normally do and everything, and compare them a little bit. But I guess let me ask you then, before we actually jump into this movie, is what do you know about this? People are haunted in their dreams. Yes. That's about it, and I'm assuming they try to stay awake. Yes, that's also, yeah, and part I, of... And I only know that because of the remake. Okay. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's in wa- line. I watched the remake when it first came out, so whenever that was, I haven't seen it since. Actually, some people laugh about this. She actually was like, oh, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, and she's like, yeah, Kellen Lutz is in it. I was like, no, that's, you've seen the remake. You've never seen the original. I did not know. Like, I, I knew it was a franchise, but I didn't know that this was a remake. I thought it was just another mm. movie in the series. Got it. Like That's watching fair. Halloween H2O or... Yeah. I didn't care about the order. That's fair. So actually, just so you're also aware, this is loosely based on a true event. Well, now I don't want to watch well, it and l- we need to go to well, bed. Let me finish before you cut in. <laughs> is that I guess there was people from... an. A smaller Asian country or smaller Asian community that had relocated to the United States and they were dying in their dream or dying in their sleep. Now, there's obviously no 
demon or anything that was haunting them. That you know of. That we know of. But there was something where they think that part of the problem was that they were staying awake. And that was causing their heart to overwork. So when they finally fell asleep, they would pass away. But there was something in their dreams that was scaring them. And that's why they were trying to stay awake. But nobody ever kind of relayed. Actually, that book that I read as a critic copy... He goes over that kind of event that Wes Craven, who directed this, also did Scream, that he had probably saw something about that in the news and decided to kind of alter that around. And actually, the other thing is that the villain is... Do you know the villain's name? Isn't it Freddy Krueger? Yes. He actually had a bully when he was a little boy who is Fred Krueger. And that is where he got the name for the killer. I believe it's something along those lines. Could you imagine being... In your 50s and this movie comes out and you're like, hey, that's my name. Yeah. And then you realize it's because you were an asshole as a child. It's kind of funny. He actually started late as a director. I think he was in his like 40s when he started making movies. Because he actually also did the original Last House on the Left. And the villain in that movie is Krug. So Got he definitely it. kind of going back to that well. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of say before we jumped into watching this movie? Well, I feel like this movie kind of relates a little bit to our current life situation. We are not getting a lot of sleep thanks to our lovely daughter, Mackenzie. I mean, she's just a little cherub and she hates sleep. That's true. She does hate sleep. So we know that sleep deprivation is a form of torture. Yes. And it brings out the worst in us. So I could imagine if you stayed awake on end because you're afraid to go to sleep how your whole life could just potentially fall apart i will say you get acclimated to it after a while sometimes because i've kind of adapted sometimes and then we get a night's worth of sleep and then we have to start over that's true but hey she's happy and healthy and that's all that matters yeah right Mm -hmm. our one and only child (laughs) (laughs) as of right now (laughs) Potentially forever. forever. (laughs) Is there anything else then you wanted to say before we... Well, since you threw out a whole bunch of fun facts... Yes. My fun fact is what... Or I guess, let me rephrase. Does anybody know what triskaidekaphobia is? Uh, I do believe there's going to be some people, and it's fitting because we're actually watching this on... Friday the 13th. Which we should be watching a Friday the 13th movie, but I digress. Yes. I'll watch one after you go to bed. But (laughs) that's a good point while you're bringing it up because it is what? The fear of the number 13. I do a fun fact when I do the schedules in the morning. So that was my fun fact of the day. Makes sense. And also, Friday the 13th um, superstitions came from a book written in 1908. Hmm. About a man who intentionally crashed the stock market. Oh, okay. And then a year later, the New York Times uh, brought more light to it and made it a superstition. And then in the 80s, Friday the 13th movies came out and just perpetuated this Hmm. culture. The more you know, you're welcome, everybody. That's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, (laughs) Triskaidekaphobia. (laughs) It's <laughs> like the hardest word I think I can pronounce. Yeah, you do it pretty well, too. That's I know. on point. <laughs> but I can't say basic words sometimes, so. I can co- call it up. Everyone. <laughs> I was going to say corroborate. <laughs> Definitely struggled with that one. Yes. Again, sleep deprivation is real. That's going to be my, my go-to there. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to do this? I am. Let's go. And uh, we will get back to you as soon as we are done watching this movie. 
The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that pretend? I don't know. What's the coroner got to say? It's in the jaw puking since he saw it. They're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. of the hills have eyes and last house on the left a new masterpiece in fantasy terror nightmare on elm street and welcome back so then before i start asking my beautiful wife the questions i will let me go ahead and actually introduce the movie itself this is a nightmare on elm street from 1984 this is written and directed by wes craven stars heather langenkamp jonathan depp and robert england <laughs> This is a horror film. Actually, Johnny Depp's part of the reason we watched this. And yes, then, I do have a crush on him. I don't know why. He's just... Because you like dirty people. Apparently. Dirty looking people. What does that say about you? I don't know, because I'm very clean. <laughs> this is from the United States, and it is sitting on a 7.4 on IMDb, with the synopsis being, Teenager Nancy Thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents, after she and her friends become targets of the spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove in their dreams, in which, if they die, it kills them in real life. So then, to get started here, what are your thoughts uh, now that we've watched this movie? I didn't hate it. I did think it was kind of boring, which I think broke your heart. A little bit, because I feel like you think every 80s movie is boring. Because it's the same thing over and over and over. They killed the first girl... They killed the second guy. They killed, or they killed the first guy. Then they go for the next guy. Like you could, it's very predictable. Yeah. That's my issue. I'm just like, uh huh. Yep. But I mean, what would you rather them do there? I guess. I don't know this, okay. but we've agreed that this isn't my style of movie. That's fair. I mean, I think it's a good movie. I think for the effects of the movie from this time period, pretty good. I wasn't that. It was just like. Oh, good. Yeah. The girl's screaming. I mean, and slashers are again. very deliberately paced. And I have said this every time we watch a slasher. You selected this movie. Yeah, doesn't mean I don't have the opinion <laughs> of it. That's fair. It was a, a suggestion so I could come back on my podcast oh, for my podcast. friends. <laughs> your podcast. For my fans, yes. <laughs> I got to give the people what they want. That's fair. Um, No, it was interesting. I enjoyed watching Johnny Depp and. His first movie. Yeah. That was interesting. He looks like a little dweeb, which was funny. But I didn't I didn't hate it. You know, actually, just thinking about a podcast idea is we could literally... You said yesterday you wanted to go through all of his movies in order. 
Yes. Is that we could do a bonus episodes where we just run through the Johnny Depp movies. Done. Start to finish. Sold. We just went through his first one. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, so this is kind of a so, double whammy here. Jonathan Depp, part one. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, no, it, it was okay. Okay. I just, yeah. The screaming and the running. That's what I didn't like about Halloween, too. So, I don't know. Okay. Like, I enjoyed the concept when he was coming through the wall. Yeah. And Oh, that was a yeah, good effect, yeah. The ties between everything. I thought it was very well thought out movie. Mm-hmm. It's just it was boring watching the same things. I happen. mean, I will agree with you is that I've actually come to realize growing After up, all that, you finally agree with me? No, I mean, I agree with you that they are deliberately paced. Because, I mean, I've come to the realization that I am not the biggest slasher fan because i find that outside of like the top ones everything else is very deliberately paced and i am not as interested in it because for me you either have to have interesting characters or you have to have good kills and like for this one i think they have a combination well i think they have good kills i think the characters are fine i think the characters are definitely distinct enough where you know who everybody is and i don't necessarily know if they feel like actual people per se i mean I don't necessarily. I, I don't remember. Obviously, I wasn't born in '84. I mean, I wouldn't have been in school in '84. I don't necessarily know if there are greasers at that time because I actually just after we, we watched this, I watched Night, or, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, uh, A New Beginning, and there was two greasers in that. And I don't know if there's actually greasers in the like mid '80s, but I do know that the '80s kind of started to borrow things from the '50s, and I know the '50s were the greasers. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just, like, I don't know about in this one if Rod would actually be leather jacket, if that was a thing or not. I mean, even if it wasn't, that was a way to signify that he's a bad guy. Yes, oh, yeah. Like, they play up that, he has a switchblade, which brings us back to the kills that were well thought out. And I didn't pick that up until you had, until Rod died. I was like, oh my gosh, they're making it look like it. And you're like, well, did you notice? And I was like, I didn't. It took so me my last like cool. three viewings of this. I think I've come to the realization that it plays so well in the beginning, and that's one thing I like about it. Where he has a switchblade. Tina is killed by. I mean, the a cuts are knife, right? Even though if you actually look at it, all the cuts are parallel to each other, so he'd have to have some very like good precision to be able to do that. But cops are going to look at the like lowest common denominator, and that is going to be he has a knife. They were in bed together. She's dead. All that matches yeah. up. But I do like how he gets hung in the jail cell where it makes it be like, well, wait a minute. And he was He's, by the toilet in the sink, so it actually made it look like... Like he would have climbed up there yeah, and so then... I thought that was neat. I even thought Johnny Depp's way he died, I was nasty. Yeah. But, I mean, that was... That's one of the deaths that, like, sticks out as one of the best in the series just because of, like, it's just crazy. So gruesome. He basically gets sucked into his bed and then is in a blender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So, but then uh, some of the other things with the mom, I, I mean, it's too much for but, me but there. See, for me, I understand what they're doing there is I think that her marriage fell apart. Yeah. They killed Freddie, or they think they yes. killed Freddie. So I think it's weighing on her so much that she's turned to alcoholism. Yeah, what I'm talking about is he jumps on top of her while he's on flames, inflamed, but, wait, and then she turns into a mummy and then, like, soaks into the bed. That's a dream. Uh, That's what I was trying to tell you is that when she turns her back on him and makes him disappear right afterwards, that's all a nightmare. So that's when she's like, I want my friends and my mother back. 
and then the next morning she's back. That's all a nightmare, and that starts the next nightmare that, that she's having. Con- like I could tell that they were nightmares, but then like usually they show one that was awake. But see, I don't know. Maybe she never woke up. I think a lot of this, she's barely awake for most of this movie. I think most of this movie is a dream. That's and that's some of the thing that took me... They don't do me, that dream... Like uh, the fuzzy focus yeah. or something like that to signify it. They do in the beginning of some things because I think the very opening scene when they roll up to school in the Cadillac that they use at the very end, I think that's a dream because it's all foggy and then it comes out of it into being like a like clear... Like very clear oh, after and that. it was foggy at the end. At the too. end, right when they came out, because Johnny. So you don't really know who's alive and who's dead. If it, we think the whole thing's agreed, a dream, and you don't necessarily know. I I don't know if hardly any of this movie is actually in the waking world. I think most of this whole thing is just a dream. Interesting. And I think you're almost like Inception, where I think she has dreams within dreams. Which could explain the one part when I was telling you, I was like, it doesn't make sense that she, that Johnny Depp is in her dream because that would mean he has to be asleep if he's appearing in her dream. But if the whole thing is a dream with like an uh, Inception type situation, then yeah, he could appear there because she's not actually awake. Huh. Well, I'd like you to do some research and come back with some answers. I don't think there's actually going to be anything outside of, I mean, I've done it. Email Wes Craven. He's dead. Oh. Yeah, he I passed knew. away a couple years ago. That's why he didn't do any of the last two Scream movies. Oh, well, shit. Now you know. <laughs> well, here we are. So was there any other positives, though, that you wanted to have here? I mean, I thought uh, Freddy's makeup was decent yeah. for the time period. Um, and there was little, like, his sweater. Mm-hmm. And I do like how they incorporate that into like the top of the. I was gonna say that. Okay, I didn't know that's the weird. top of the Corvette cover. So I thought it was a very smart movie. Yes. And this would be one I think if I watched it again, I would pick up on other things. Yeah. Because you also have the hall pass girl wearing. Oh yeah, that the, the as well. Sweater. Like there's some that are quite obvious, and then there are they other. Use, they incorporate that a lot throughout the series. Is that you'll see like different things with that red and green, and that was actually selected because those two colors vibrate. And I guess I never in the older movies is it red and green? I always mm. thought it was like red and black or gray. No, it's or... always been red and green because the reason it was selected mm. from the beginning that way is Christmas. It's actually interesting those are Christmas colors, but when you put them together like that, they don't blend. No, they're... They're very contrasting so that your eyes pick up on it, so it definitely pops out to you. I guess I always thought it was red and like almost like Ohio State colors, but like a darker gray. Oh, no. It's always been these two colors. So when I saw it was red and green this time, I was like, did they just change it over time? No. Nope. This is from the beginning. Maybe it was like the slutty Halloween costumes that were be. red and green. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely could be. What do you think of him as a character, though? Freddy? Mm-hmm. I think there's more depth to him. Yeah. Remember Mr. Gadget? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were sitting there, and she's like, the long arm scene, she actually announced, oh, she, he is, he, he's he's Mr. Gadget. He's, I don't remember the other one you said. Captain that was, Gadget. Cap, yeah, and I was like, Inspector? <laughs> that was, that did make me laugh. Um, They make you hate him, obviously. He's... Yeah. Immediately the villain. Yep. But then there's more depth to him than you get in most. Yeah. Like, even Michael Myers. You know there's something in there, but 
it's very surface level every movie. Well, he's really the one that spearhead. He's also an issue, but he's the one that spearheaded them having personality for the killer. And they also go more comedic as the series goes on, where he has more quips, more one-liners. It's really just the first two where he's dark and kind of He doesn't brooding. really talk, does he? He, he talk. He talks a little bit. Like, I'm your boyfriend now, and... Yeah, I, I guess he's, he doesn't say, like, profound things, but well, I mean, he, Michael Myers he, doesn't talk at all. That happens, because, like, he has one of the more iconic lines in part three, where he's, like, welcome to primetime, bitch, and then it'll be... So they be, develop him as a... But I think it was... Smooth. And it's a lot more one-liners, and it goes, like I said, way more comedic by the time you get to, like, the end. And I think... Wait, it ends? Well, as of right now, they haven't done one since the remake. I didn't realize They've that. talked about it, but they haven't done anything since. I don't... I mean, I think it's smart for them, because if they never did another movie, you don't have loose ends. But then when they... Obviously, they do more movies, you can develop this character. Because yeah. I think in the remake, they do more from his perspective. It's been a long time since I've seen the remake. Interesting. No, I, I did, like I said, I didn't hate it. And I mean, a lot of that, like I was telling you, as I started watching the documentary about Robert England, is that he was a classically trained actor, and he actually did stuff in comedy when he kind of, like, first was coming up. So, like, mm-hmm. he's able to incorporate his personality. I mean, he does it better than any of the other, like, fictional killers that use one-liners. Like, his comedic delivery, though, is on point. So I yeah. think a lot of it's where... A lot of it's him, not necessarily. I feel like I this would be a series that I would be interested in actually watching. The second, the second one goes really seventeenth, whatever one they have. The third one's really good. Well, I guess we have to watch the second one. Okay, we can definitely. But that's another podcast. Stay tuned. All right. So, did you have any other positives you want to go into? That's kind of it. Okay. Um, what are some negatives outside of you said that the pacing was a little bit slow, slow for you? But that's going to be my response every time. That's fair. Uh, do you um, have any other negatives you wanted? To... I, I think, I, I thought they were negatives at first, but now I'm thinking maybe I just didn't understand. Like mm. I didn't really get the dream within a dream or. The See, mo- that's all stuff that like I've watched this as a kid. Like this is a movie that terrified me as a child. How many times have you seen this? Movie? Oh, I've seen this movie probably upwards of like fifty times throughout the years. Really? But I mean, I've started watching it since I was Nerd. like like four or five. Got it. Like yeah. my cousin showed me this. My grandma had this on VHS. Like somebody recorded it off of TV. So this is one of the ones that we had over there. So we would watch this one a lot. And Got it. No, I, so I don't know if they're negatives. Now it's just more of like a. I didn't like the scene with the mom at the Wait. very end where wow. he's on flames. And, like, that I was just like, what? Yeah. But then it makes sense now that we've talked about it. So yeah. that'd be one I'd like to watch again. I can't believe I'm saying this. Woo! That'd be one where maybe watching it again and understanding it. Now that I know what's going to happen and mm-hmm. I know the pacing, um, that and just, there's some things that I, like, the mouth where he licked her face, like that was so. Oh, you talking about with like a telephone? Yeah, mm. like that was cheesy but funny. So maybe that's another thing. She's supposed to be awake there. So how is that possible if she's oh, awake? That's true. So that's you know, like that's one of the other. Those are the little things that I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh wait, she's been asleep this whole time. So I think it was me just. Yeah. Not... But I mean, like I said, this is me watching this as many times as I have that I'm now finally connecting these dots. That that's how these are possible. Yeah. No, but I don't really have a lot of negatives. Okay. 
Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, then I guess, what would be anything that you would like to change about this that might make you like enjoy it more? Faster pacing. I, I think, yeah. I mean, this is just the style of movies. It's not my style. I'm mm. used, to, when I came into horror films and movies, it was when everything was remade, so everything yeah. was bigger, better, jump scares. That's what I'm used to. That's yeah. what I think makes a good, like, scary movie. Mm -hmm. But now that, obviously, I'm married you, <laughs> I'm relearning some of that. So I don't have the same, like... Oh, wow. The That's same fair. awe that everybody has. There, there's an affinity that people that have grown up with the genre have. Like, I didn't watch scary movies until I was in high school, and let's be honest, no one was paying attention to the movie. Well, no, I mean, we were in high school at the same time, so, I mean, I understand, because, like, when we were in high school, like, I was going to the theater to see Texas Chainsaw remake, The Hills Have Eyes remake, oh, all those type of I movies. Meant I was there to hang out with my friends, and we were watching a scary movie. So like Same, but I mean, like, I would push us to go to the scary movie where I, I would take it in, but, like, it was a hangout. Like, we would go to the movies every yeah. Friday or, like, Saturday, depending well, on... I guess ours was a house party. We didn't go to the movies a lot. Okay. Like, going we, for my friends, we were there. Everyone was either drinking, making out. Like, we didn't watch the movie. So, for me, it was like, oh, I'm scared. Snuggle up to the guy you're liking. Yeah, I mean... We did some of that stuff. We didn't. Have, I didn't. I don't know. I. Oh, <laughs> you're a good boy. I didn't want to get in trouble for sports. I never cared. Well. And I never got in trouble for sports. Yet. One of. <laughs> I don't play sports. <laughs> I, I don't know. One of us had a little bit more fun. I don't know about that. That's true. Let's digress here. I feel like a fight's gonna break out. <laughs> um. So, is there any other things you want to do for this little section then before we move on? No, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that I didn't hate it as much. Okay. As I thought, and I can't believe I want to watch it again. I agreed. So then, since we haven't watched the remake yet, I mean, you've seen it before, like, what are you expecting then for the remake since we can't compare them as of yet? Like, what do you think for the remake is going to kind of have, or what your kind of expectations are going to be? Um, I guess bigger kills, more like trying to get the jump scares and the screams. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I... I know that it goes a little bit more in depth on Freddy's side in my memory, so I guess diving there's a little, a little bit more bit, investigation from what I remember. Yeah, diving about, a like, little bit deeper into why these are hunted individuals. Like you get it. Yeah, because that version of Nancy end. is Rooney Mara, and I'm pretty sure she like starts to look into like why they're connected and who this potential guy is. Yeah, so I like that a little bit more. Uh, yeah. One thing. Going back, this Nancy was like, oh, you've known about who he was. It's like, you just found out, so no one knew. Mm -hmm. So, I think just a little bit more investigation, maybe a little, it seems like it's a little more um, needed together, a little mm -hmm. bit neater. Well, I think that's partly because you have this movie, and you're taking this movie, you're taking parts of this movie, and you're trying to do your own thing to be... Better different and, and better, different, so you're same. trying to yes, while you're still keeping Rem the same. Remakes are hard. Yes, they're studios like them because it's easy money because there's a built-in property, so you're already going to get butts in the seats that are going to see it no matter what. And the horror community, for the most part, will come out and support. But it's also hard to do to make it where people like your movie because if you change it too much, they hate it. But if you're too much the same, they hate it. So it's a tightrope to walk. Yeah. I I wouldn't do it, but hey, yeah, I didn't go into that business anyways. 
It's actually funny because Jake and I on our little like show that we do, we've actually it, our show Name is name drop. <laughs> Side quiz podcast. What what? <laughs> what we've actually started to do in ours now is that we take more obscure movies that neither of us have seen, and we've actually been like, what would we do to remake this to make this more oh. marketable and make it better? And like, because both of us have either like written screenplays we've made shorts we've done things like that Mm -hmm. and so we're trying to figure out like what would make this better so like we've done that but we also avoid nightmare on elm street friday the 13th like we avoid the major ones that are good and we try to take ones that are like lesser seen and like what doesn't work and what could we make this better with got it and also negative I wanted to bring up here now that I was just thinking about it is I have grown to dislike the booby trap thing because I just think that's oh, yeah, that a little was, bit cheesy. Well, it's in her dream though. It is in her dream. So that's why I'm not like going to ruin it because some of the things would work because of that. And I'm more forgiving because the time frame is that dream timeline doesn't necessarily match up to like actual timeline. So like that's fine. I still think it's cheesy. I remember what I didn't like in the sleep clinic. She had an EEG on, and for those of you who don't know, I work in a hospital where we do EEG studies every once in a while, and they legit shave parts of your head and put all these electrodes on your skull. They put one on her chin. Yeah, that was weird. I was really, I could not focus on it because they put two on her forehead, which, not a bad placement, and then the one on her chin. Well, if they don't shave her, we've already said, though, like, when we were watching it, that they would take the, like, thing with the stretchy, like, bands that have, like, holes in it, yeah. and you would put that over her head. Yeah, but they don't even do that anymore. Like, you... Well, they might have in the 80s. In the 80s, yeah. yeah. Like, when you walk around my unit, you can smell the cement glue that they're uh, putting on I'm people, sure and you know who it's kind of... Reminds me of a smell of rubber cement. Well, I'm sure. It's probably in the same family. Yeah, it's yeah. legit. And then you come in and then they take them off and you have to like, your patient has little... Like bald like, spots. Bald spots with yeah. cement on their head. <laughs> and they're fair. just like, cool, thanks for that. <laughs> <sighs> so then, before we get away from this, what would you rate A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984? Ooh, three apples, probably. I'm kidding. Three apples? <laughs> I'm kidding. There's not I'm... even apples in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, I probably would do like an eight and a half. Okay. I don't know what that means to me, but I mean, I would say this is up there with one of my That's favorite. Way higher than I thought you were going to be when you said it was boring. Old school. I think most of these movies are boring. That's fair. Because it's actually interesting. The last time I rated this, I had this at a 10 out of 10. Okay. I've actually cooled a bit on it. I understand it more. And I think that I figured out now the timeline and how everything works. I just have some slight issues here and there, so I probably would have cooled very close to yours. I'd probably be at like a nine. I was debating between an eight and a half. I and actually a nine. probably think it's probably an eight and a half, technically, but because I have that nostalgia bump that I give to certain movies that have stood is, up the test of is time. Is that like a line on your score sheet? Nostalgia bump. Yes. Is it really? It's extra credit. Like I have a thing You're where fascinating. It's I have a lot of things like score and soundtracks one point. I have acting one point effects and yeah effects is one point then i have um editing and pacing is a point and then i do two points for concept three points for the story so i think that comes out to be like seven eight points something like that and then i end up doing or i think it's nine points and then nostalgia or like will this hold up or like social commentary and stuff can give you like and enjoyment is like my like added thing where I can kind of alter my scores either way. Oh, 
And I figured I that out so that way I could have like a more concrete system. <laughs> You're cute. All right. So is there anything else you want to say here before we close this out and get over to watching a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which I believe was 2010? Question mark? I have no idea. I didn't look it up yet. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Then let's get out of here and check that movie out, and we will be back shortly. Welcome back. So now we've watched this one. So let me go ahead and introduce the remake here. And this is A Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010. This was directed by Samuel Bayer. This was written by Wesley Strick. I believe he was helped by Eric Heisner. And then Wes Craven is the one who came up with the original characters. The stars Jackie Early Haley, Rooney Mara, and Kyle Gallner. And Jamie's boy, Kellen Lutz. <laughs> But this is a crime drama horror mystery film that is from the United States. This is the Platinum Dune remake as well. Currently sitting on a 5.2 on IMDb in the synopsis. The specter of a disfigured man haunts the children of the parents who murdered him, stalking and killing them in their dreams. So, as I was saying, now that we've watched this, what are your thoughts having given this one a rewatch now? Uh, overall, I liked it. I thought it was fast-paced, and it kept my attention better than the other one. I did like the little, um, oh, what is it? Words are hard. Like the red and green. Like how they clash? No. Like his sweater. The little things around. Like, like, yeah, like, like in the swimming. The cookies is what I wanted to say. So, like, in I like that they kept that throughout the movie so you knew when something was gonna happen like when the one kid was swimming 
the buoys instead of being your typical Quentin played by <laughs> Kyle Gullner. That's what I said. Yeah. And instead of being white and blue, they were red and green. So you knew something was up. I thought it was just a smart movie. Yeah, because we were talking when that happened, because I didn't even notice it at first. They usually are bright and distinct colors, because, like... White and blue, usually. I've also seen, like, bright yellow. Like, I know you said, like, oh, it's probably stained, but, like, I've seen it where it's, <laughs> I <disagree>. like... <laughs> well, and I've literally seen them where, like, it's not something they use much anymore, because I think blue and white are more of the common ones. But I feel like when I was growing up, I've definitely seen ones that were, like... It must be that. a Michigan thing. Could be. It definitely could be. Um, what else did you like about this movie? Uh, I like that you got to know the characters a little bit better. Uh, you got to learn about Quentin's dad a little bit more. Uh, Nancy? You learned more about her and their relationships with one another. So I like that. I felt like... I, I felt something for the characters. See, I do slightly disagree there. I mean, yes, they <laughs> fleshed out Nancy a bit where we know she's an artist and she's kind of a outcast where people like her but she acts like everybody hates her. But outside of that and, like, Quentin, you really don't get to know anybody else outside of you had... Thomas Decker playing My Chemical Romance, <laughs> and but outside of that, like you don't really know much about any of the other characters. Yeah, I don't know if I needed to. I agree. I don't think you need to because I think this is a slasher film where you just need to have characters that you can recognize and maybe know a thing or two about. So I do think that you do that well. Yeah, and there's a lot of parallels between yes. the original and this one. I will give credit. Platinum Dunes is good for that. Like, because they did this one, they did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Not the one we watched, but the one that had Jessica Beale in it. Oh, okay. She, they also did the Friday the 13th remake. They did the Hills Have Eyes remake. Like, they were pretty good about remaking these and making sure that they had things that... If you were a fan of the original, there are Easter eggs and different, like, parallels like you're talking about to keep you, like... Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, this is that. Okay, that's cool. They're using, like, this idea. Yeah. I always think of Footloose, the original versus the remake, and it was similar... I've never seen either. Really? Mm-mm. Huh. Miles... T Teller. Teller mm -hmm. is in it. Your boy. He is my boy. <laughs> I, that's probably the only reason why I watched that, the new one. Um, I mean, I love the soundtrack to the original. I mean... <laughs> good music all around but I think of that one and they like they made it too modern mm. like to me it was just here was a joke in the original there was gonna be a joke in the new one and then instead of like playing a record or something they did an iPod and it was just it felt yeah. like it was trying too hard mm. where I, I feel like this movie could have stood alone but I like that I knew where it came from and the characters were similar or you could tell how they were related it's actually interesting because when i did my review i actually said that if this wasn't a remake i do think people would like this one more than what they do i think that's fair i think a lot of people hate this one just because they don't like that jackie early haley is playing freddie i don't think they i don't think they like that this one is a lesser version to the people that love the original one where if this would have been just a movie that came out it probably would have been like an above average supernatural slasher that came out in that late run 
of movies that came out. Because, I mean, during my review, I actually, like, when I was doing my written review, I don't mind this movie. Like, I don't want it to sound like I hate this movie. I don't mind it. I think it's, I think it's solid. I think so, too. I mean, it kept my attention, and we all know that that is really hard to do. That's fair. Uh, this, especially with slasher films. Mm-hmm. Um, any other positives you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I'm actually going to say then is I think the kills are actually pretty brutal in this for being like a remake of it. And I actually think when they do practical effects, they actually look really good. And I actually like the editing between Dream to the real world. I do have some issues with it because like I like the concept of micronaps. It's pseudoscience. It's not real. That's part of the negative section. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> but I like what they do when somebody is having these micro naps yeah, and I they like go between they like how like it. the world they're in and then it's almost like Silent Hill where you get to see like the dark version that's the nightmare and then you go back to the real world, which mm, is... I see what you're saying. I like the editing between the two. And this one I almost feel like, yes, in the original one you have like Nancy freaking out in class. I like in this one that... Things might actually be happening where people are watching you have, like, this mental breakdown. And I don't think they do that in the original one as much. Maybe not as much. Or that we can tell. Because I like this one, like, when they when she goes into the drugstore, she's losing her shit where anybody who's walking by is going to see Nancy walk, like, like sliding backwards on her back, get, trying to get away from somebody. Where I don't think they did that as much in the original until That's right fair. before the kill. That's fair. I, And it's nice... Oh, not nice. Um, I think it's interesting how they even question their sanity. Yeah. A little bit more. I think they did that in the original. They, they do, like, towards the end. But not as much where they actually are like, I, I might be crazy. And they're like, yeah, you're crazy. And then they're like, we're all crazy. Yeah. And I mean that as in not a bad Because the only thing I will say from the original is that you have Glenn doing that to Nancy. Where yeah. he still doesn't buy in that there's somebody after them. And this one does a little bit better job of def- like defining when you're in a dream and when you're not a dream. Like you don't know you're in a dream at first, but you know when you are. Where yes. in the other one, because of how I interpret the movie is, there's a lot more gray area. I mean, that could be a benefit or a negative. It just depends on how you interpret it. I don't like that. I want to know what I'm like. Uh, I think of Inception and the ending. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Are they back or is he not? Like, I need to know that. And I don't like that you're supposed to. What I mean, do you he think? He doesn't need to know. Like, he. I don't care. I need to know. It's not about Leo. It's about Jamie. Hmm. Is there any other positives then before we moved on? No. All right. What would be some negatives then you have? Um, The medical things. Yeah. Of course. Like we said, the micro naps, that's not real. And the way. Um, one thing as a positive though, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I do love that they incorporate though that if you stay up for too long, your body eventually shuts down and that is what Freddie was wanting Nancy to do this whole time cuz right there at the climax he's yeah, like he could have Well cuz he had her said many times cuz he said to her he's like this is what I was hoping for. And he's like, your boyfriend can't save you now. I'm your boyfriend now. Because there's no chance of her waking herself up. Like, yeah. she's gotten to the point now where her body is completely shut down and she's borderline coma. Yeah. I did like that. Bring in the epi. <laughs> um, I did not like how Quentin got the epinephrine. Mm, that's fair. That is not at all 
how medications are stored. Right now, like... In Could the, it have been still in 2010 that way, or would that be too far down the line? No, there's no way. Because I'd be forgiven in an 80s movie if they had so, medication like that, just oh, out like that. That's fair, but in 2010... But I didn't know how far down the line. You have a lot of those medicines are locked up in one way or another. Okay, that's... I believe like, you. just because... I just wanted to ask the question. Like, that's a drug that you give when somebody is coding and their heart is stopping. That's what gets their heart Wait, it's also the same stuff you give to somebody who has an allergic reaction. Yeah, it kind of resets everything. It's an EpiPen. Yeah, For exactly. all intents and purposes. So, and I might be off a little bit because I'm obviously not a nurse, but... There's no way that that would just be able to be stolen. Well, not how expensive it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, just looking at it as a financial situation. Yeah. So there's no way that that would be it. And the fact that he stabs it through her sternum, that wouldn't happen. That's still playing off of Pulp Fiction. I don't care. It wouldn't happen. Oh, that's, that's fair. But I'm just saying, a lot of movies are going to do that because of the fact that Pulp Fiction did it. Got it. Still don't like it. Oh, I'm not, that's not even me swaying you. That's me yeah. just movie logic. Movie logic, yeah, because yeah. he stabs it through his pants. And it's just, there's stuff like that that I'm like, really? You could have just taken 30 more seconds to maybe the nurse walked by and then they created a diversion and then he stole the medication. Yeah. Just stuff like that could have made me happier. That's fair. And the fact that Johnny Depp was not in this movie, that's, I think, is a huge bummer. Yeah, that's... I mean, I will side with that one. That's that's a bummer that he's not in this one. I know. Any <laughs> <laughs> um, other negatives that you have? Probably, but my brain is tired. I'll say, because for me, it's... I don't know why they use CGI on... Oh, yeah. I hated on that Freddy's part. face. I think if they just would have stuck with him looking like a burn victim, that's smart. That's brilliant to me. Is yeah, that, I didn't like his face. But they, for some reason, had to use CGI on top of it, and I think that is a huge gripe, or you don't you don't need it. So I don't know why they elected to do it. But that's, that's a, I think it's a lot of studio-type thing where they think they need to do this stuff, and it's like, you don't need to. No. It, it's not adding anything. And then uh, the bedroom, the wall... Where he comes through oh, instead yeah. of just having it be a screen. Because in the original, that looked awesome. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, no, that one's... And you would think that would be easier. I see, a lot of times it's not because you have to build stuff and it costs money uh, to build stuff where all you have to do now is just pay a guy to do it on the computer and it doesn't look as well. Hmm. Yeah. Cop out. Oh, agreed. I, yeah, yeah that's I'm not going to argue on that one. Right. I mean, outside of that, I really don't have anything... I don't think... I mean, it's a fine remake. It's, it's hard for me to give this one credit because you're borrowing so much from another movie that, like, you're not as original. So yeah. that's where I kind of hold things back. And I also think it's a misstep to make him a child molester. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit. Just, like, I just... It's hard... The thing with Freddy is... We talked about this, and you brought up a good point, is that in the first... In the original series, he's a child killer. And you were like, well, people don't like ch child killers... For whatever reason, though, we can stomach a child killer better than we can a child molester. So making him a child molester, you make him too dark from the beginning. And it's hard because by the end of like the series, you kind of start like cheering him on to see how wild he's going to kill people mm -hmm. with like their dreams. And in this one, you don't want to. And I also, there's another thing going from that. I don't like that at one point we are like supposed to be like, oh, wait a minute, he was framed. So then you kind of side with him, but then he turns out, no, he was this horrible man. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the purpose? I think it would have kind of been cool if the parents would have been like, guilty because he didn't 
actually do it. Agreed. That's what I'm getting at. Is like, that why would you nice. introduce that he was framed, only to turn around and be like, no, he actually did this, so the parents were in the right. I mean, obviously, killing somebody outside of the law is not right thing to do. But to me, I, I don't understand what we're doing. Like, I think they should have made it where he was framed. And now he's so angry that he is coming back to kill them. And that would work better for me because I'm like, well, I think shit. So too. And then you could do a sequel because then, then you're like, oh, you, this guy is so just warped now because of everything you, that's happened. You get it. He was murdered. I yes. mean, murdered for the wrong reasons versus, right. I guess, murdered for the right reasons. But so it makes that's a difference. where I have an issue is that, like, I don't know what we're doing there with introducing those things. Because then, because even the, like, reveal from Quentin is like, Oh my god, no, he just wanted us to know, and it's like, the only thing you can kind of go there is, it makes him even darker, is that he wanted them to remember that he even molested them as children before he kills them, and it's just like, but what's the end game for that, outside of more, like, torture? That's probably it. But I mean, the movie's not dark enough to go there, in my opinion. Like, that's almost like going, like, Last House on the Left without going dark enough. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I think that's my negatives that I had. So if we don't have anything, we can go to the next question. Yep. Okay. Um, Of course, you've already said that you like this one better than the original. Um, What do you think could have kind of, I guess, done better for this one? Or anything you else you would have liked to see done differently? I think we had already just talked about it, Freddie not being a molester. I think that would have been, like, a total, like, Mind blow. Agreed, yeah. And then I think that would have made it feel a little more justified that he was doing this, even though it's still awful. Right. And is there anything that you think this one else does better? I know you said that you thought this one was paced better. Yeah. The is there pac- anything else you thought was done better? The pacing. Um, I actually didn't think of the, um, like the blood room, the spinning room. I thought that was awesome mm. in the original versus how it was here. Like it was just yeah, so heavily CGI. You knew that. Yeah, because they only did what when Nancy falls through the ceiling when she comes out dresses herself as a little girl but as an adult. Yeah, and it was this one was so much creepier. Okay, I don't like rapey things, so Mm -hmm. for me, I that's fair. I could do without that. that. Yeah, like it was so too much, especially now that we have a small child. Like I, I did put that in there. Is that that bothers me? That even bothered me about the original though. It's just. Like, thinking about what if somebody, like, was coming after Mackenzie yeah. and, like, what would I do? And yeah. how could I try to help? He, like, played... They played so much into it and I didn't like that. Yeah. Oh, um, we had talked about getting to know the characters better. I like that Nancy found the school picture and went through and... and found all of the Found other... everybody else that had died. Yeah. So, you kind of see a pattern. That's something else that I've... Well, actually thought this one did better is that none of them really remembered at that point mm-hmm. until like now we obviously we were talking about there's other kids who had moved away and they had either died already or whatnot i did like that none of like the main characters remembered until kellen lutz's character i think his name was dean until he dean, revealed yeah. it to Chris and then Nancy and then all of them i did like that because that plays more into the original series where Freddy is built on fear, so he needs to have people remember him and then in turn fear him to have power. And that actually goes back to the original one where how Nancy defeats him by turning her back on him and taking her power back. Yeah, I guess I didn't even really put that together until he says, I feed on your fear or whatever. It plays more as the series goes on, so people who have watched the series know and they kind of retroactively... Because that's just clicking for me now a little bit. 
like if we decide to continue on with this series like you will see it much more prevalent and like especially like four and five it is like a huge part of that got it okay um as i guess is there anything else then you wanted to kind of toss into here before we kind of closed out our thoughts no i think i'm good okay um what would you rate this one probably an eight and a half okay wow so you have pretty much like my rating for the first one here yeah I, I I like these movies. Yeah. I I think they're entertaining. Um, they make me think, and I like looking for all the little cookies throughout the movies. Easter eggs. They're cookies in our house. <laughs> Speaking um, of cookies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I actually I'm pretty sure the last time I rated this, I had like a five, but I actually come up to really? like a six point five on this one this time around. It, it didn't get the nostalgia bump. It doesn't just because... But I actually saw this one in the theaters when it first came out. So that's like everything like that. But And I actually liked it better that first time watch. And then I kind of cooled on it. And my ratings, I think, were kind of harsh during that era when I last rated this one. But I actually have this one above some of the later installments of the original franchise. Really? Like, I'm actually really curious to watch part four. Four, which is the Dream Master, because I actually put this on. I might like this one better than four and five now, and maybe even really? six. Yeah. So I like, didn't even know there were that many. Oh yeah, there's seven in the original run, I think. Wow. Yeah, because I think there's five that have a number. Freddy's Dead is six, and then New Nightmare is seven. So this is the eighth installment, and then there's also Freddy vs. Jason. So that's nine-ish. The more you know. Yeah. Stick around, and I will tell you all about the franchises. Great. Um, and then, is there anything then you want to say to close us out? Then, just want to give a shout out to Amelia and Jonas, and our little girl Mackenzie, who has actually been asleep for a little while right now, which is actually shocking. You knock on wood. There it is. And then, so I'm not going to do my normal spiel, so I will just say thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed coming on this journey with us. It had been a wonderful evening, and what I needed now to give it the perfect ending. <laughs>